Minutia Man is up next. But first, take a listen to this other great Opie show. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's Swedish car culture, plus another Swedish automotive first that is very significant. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Oh. You know what I like? I like that every week you're giving me a visual that no one can see. Yes. Uh, and this week you're giving, you took the screen off the microphone and you put it on your nose like a clown like, nose. Like a clown, because we're clowns. Because that's how we wacky you, laugh. you are. We're clowns. Maybe you should take it up a little notch when you're dealing oh. with someone who has uh, been nominated as uh, a finalist for uh, Chicago Book of the Year by the Chicago Writers Association. I am so glad that I can now talk more about <laughs> every cub ever. Is yeah. that the book? Yeah. I oh, it's a what? What finalist for Book of the Year? Is that what it is? Yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank congratulations. You. I just want to say thank you to the little people, yeah. you know, who along the way. The little people um, who put all the books in the packages to send out. Uh, yes. But no, congratulations. And I want to also send our congratulations out to William Mansfield as well. who has Right. Another Eckhart's Press author. Who really for the scar dance. And we are. No, all truth be told, we are yeah. very excited. And we, we are. And I'm not proud of you because I could never go that no, way. No, I understand. Uh, but. Well, think about it this way. We've been in business for eight years. And, and this is about the time that you wake up going, I don't want to do it anymore. Isn't that pretty much right around this time? <laughs> I'm not going to say that that's not crossing my mind occasionally. No. Um, for those of you out there, uh, you know, no, you no, you listen to me Are you going to tell the story? So uh, we had a, I would say, I don't know, was it a very successful radio production company? Uh, it was advertising agency. Yeah, yeah right. I right. mean, but. It was we were making money on it. Yes, we were. And then one day Rick wakes up and goes, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And yeah. then that was pretty much the I end get of bored, it. Dave. I gotta <laughs> move on. I've gotta move on. I've yeah. If you do this so many years left in life, you've gotta Yeah, if you do the this on the publishing company, yeah. Yeah. Bite me. Because okay. I'm gonna go forward and you are not gonna get a penny out okay. of it. Okay. All right. Well, it's not gonna happen, don't worry. No, because uh the people ask me, What what do you want to do when you retire? Uh, and I'm doing it. Yeah. This is it. I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing the the uh, the publishing company, mm-hmm. writing books when I feel like it. That's <laughs> that's my retirement. You are you are basically retired. It doesn't and have get been for 15 years. Doesn't get any better than this. Um, so anyway, in, in eight years, we've now had eight finalists for Book of the Year. So yeah. that's pretty darn that's good. Pretty, that's pretty. And impressive. two winners. Uh, yes. Pat Colander right. and, and uh, uh, M.L. Collins. For Out the Door. So, And again, thank you for the Chicago Writers Association. Yes. Um, and also, fingers crossed, the big November vote for the uh, Board of Trustees for me to be a board member for the right. Literary Chicago Literary Hall of Fame. So, yeah, so you're not in yet, officially. No. Um, they have to do the vote, I guess, in November. And I'm envisioning remember an animal house when they put the pictures on the wall yeah. and, and depending upon how Dope. people <laughs> yeah. throw stuff at right. yeah. I, I envision that that the chicago right or the uh 
Uh, Literary Hall of Fame does the same thing. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right because they seem like that. Yeah, type. right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so no, but congratulations. Well, coming up later in the show, we have uh, Catherine Johns, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago broadcasting legend, right? Really one of the pioneers of uh, broadcasting among female women. Broadcasters. Absolutely, she's she's the best. I love her. She's a dear friend of mine. I can't wait to have her mm-hmm. on the show. And then next week, you know who we're going to have on next week? Who? Oh, yes. You told me this. It's our Field of Dreams friend. Right. Dwyer Brown. Who played um, John uh, Kinsella. Right. And who's basically the whole movie was about, and he spent the last six minutes on screen. Yeah, he wasn't in it a lot, but the whole movie was about him. So we are just... And Dave and I love that movie. Uh, Uh, Almost to uh, an embarrassing Right, right. I imagine... Next week, there will be some tears. There are two perfect movies that have been made in the history of mankind. Ishtar? No. Uh, They are Field of Dreams. uh, And the producers. And the producers. You know, I'd have to say Pulp Fiction and Fargo are pretty damn close. Yeah, Fargo, yes. I'm going to say Pulp Fiction, the whole ball in the mouth (laughs) section. Um, You know, I'm going to I'm going to cut that part out. Okay, But (laughs) But, uh, but yes, I, I agree with you. All right. Well, let's get going. We can't. I mean, we. Okay. Yes. Hey, do you do we have a tweezers in your penis jingle? <laughs> in your penis? Yeah, in your penis. You mean in, in the, your the, penis? In the hole? From the Minutia Men Health Desk, man with tweezers stuck in his urethra oh. for four years. Oh my God! Doctors have taken part in a delicate operation to remove a foreign object from inside a man's penis. Oh wow! The patient, twenty-two, Peter Gozinya. <laughs> name withheld <laughs> name withheld you bet your ass <laughs> you bet uh, your dick I guess uh, uh, the patient uh, um, yeah. he did not suffer any pain since he inserted a pair of tweezers into his urethra four uh, no. years ago why would he have done well, that hold on I got it doctors applied pressure on either side of the penis yeah think of a vice literally they oh, be- oh be- god because t- they had to keep the 2.7 inch tweezers closed while removing it because if it would open up it would oh know, my god could could cause a lot of damage here is an x-ray no 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 don't show me i know i'm not looking i'm not looking okay well then this this show is going to be 40 minutes of you just not (laughs) (laughs) see there's the tweezer and i think those are the okay enough (laughs) oh that is awful uh, it is not known why he inserted the tweezers in his manhood, but some men oh. enjoy putting items in their penis while masturbating. What? The practice is known as sounding. Is known as sounding. Have you ever heard of that before? Well, I don't masturbate, so <laughs> yeah. uh, this does not resonate with me at all. Wow. Uh, I've never know, heard of that. So you know what was funny? I So yeah. before the show, yeah. I stopped at Starbucks. And got a tweezer? <laughs> no. no. I, I was at Starbucks yeah. doing show prep, right? Okay. And I... Google the weird things men have stuck in their penises. Oh no, please! Don't at Starbucks, me. and I'm like, holy shit! If somebody sees me, yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did find a couple of. There's more. Be, oh, there's this has become this is a thing. Evidently. It is not. Well, yes, it is a thing. But I got a, I found a couple of stories. 
All that, right. Um, By the way, Catherine John's going to come <laughs> later on. <the> show. <laughs> She's going to really be She's happy about love the cut. Being associated with this, a 51 year old man from Long Branch, New Jersey, thought sticking his penis in a vacuum cleaner. So this is actually okay. sticking your penis in something. Yeah, that's different. Than, right, that I understand. Uh, you know, if you think about it, suction. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. Right. Bl- right. Blowing a hole. Whatever. Right. right. You don't uh, think about the grinding parts inside there, but uh, uh, well, sadly, Stumpy McGee did not realize yeah. that there is a blade a rotating yeah. blade and he chopped off a quarter oh, okay. of his penis uh, yeah that's sorry and then here's and that's like uh, you know a half of it right <laughs> uh, and there's one other story a penis yeah. problem in 2018 a man under the influence uh, in russia evidently they drink in russia whoever what? know went to drain his bladder at a bus stop in yeah. 22 degree below zero weather in stravopol russia yeah okay well he thought that a bus not a bus depot, but like a bus shelter was the best way to do it. And he brushed against the metal. Oh, this is like the uh, uh, like, Christmas story. Yes. The Christmas story. Um, and brushed and they had to remove. And to add insult to injury, a large group of people formed around him to offer some advice. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> that is just like the movie. Uh, so there you go. Wow. There you go. Hey, I've got a man in Russia story. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Um, a man in Russia has launched a lawsuit against Apple. Oh, what did um, Apple do? After he alleged that his phone turned him gay. <laughs> this is a true story. Yeah. Uh, uh, D. Rezmulov wants yeah. 1 million rubles, which yeah. is which about is like 12 bucks, about $16,500. <laughs> after he was given 69 gay coins of cryptocurrency instead of Bitcoin that he had been expecting. He thought he ordered bitcoin but he actually ordered gay coin what is gay coin? well i don't know the money came with the message in english don't judge without trying so you know if it comes in the mail and it says that <laughs> well i gotta do it honey he did what he was told he tried it and he now and now he's in a relationship he, he wrote in court papers i thought indeed how can i judge something without trying well and i tell decided- my kids all the time how do you know you don't like brussels sprouts unless you try it right I can say after passage of two months that I am mired in intimacy with member of my own sex and can't get out. I have steady boyfriend. I don't know how to explain it to my parents. Right. Oh, my God. That is the best Russian accent I've ever heard anybody do. After receiving the aforementioned, oh, after receiving aforementioned message, my life has changed for worse and will forever never be normal again. Rasmilinov accused Apple. Yeah. Of manipulating him and, and putting pushing him towards homosexuality because he believes that the the phone sent him to gay coins instead of bitcoins in two, in 2017, and he's now suing because of moral suffering and harm to mental health. Yeah, I'm sure he's. This is going to be a his uh, lawyer oh Sabazat Guzneviev <laughs> said that uh, her client is scared, and the case is serious, and it'll be heard in court in Moscow. Next week, mm-hmm. October 17th. Well, so stay tuned. Right? <laughs> stay tuned for more information. This story is not over yet. Uh, you know, speaking of Apple. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to subscribe on Apple Podcasts to our show. How how you subscribe. <laughs> do, do, Kermit, do Kermit the Frog, a Russian Kermit the Frog. Can you do that? Oh, come on. Russian Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. We're not going on yeah. until you do it. One more All try. Right. <clears throat> 
Kermit the Frog. That's the best I can do. Not bad. Um, But there's a lot of ways that you can subscribe. You can go on Apple Podcasts. Catherine Johns, by the way, coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Potable, Podbean. You can uh, go on iHeartRadio, I think. Yeah, Yeah. iHeartRadio and tune in. Yeah. We do tune in. Yep. Uh, So all you got to do if you uh, like the content, even if you don't like it, we need the numbers. Yeah. Just subscribe and download. Honestly, I don't think we care if you Uh, How's it going to hurt you? Yeah, exactly. How's how's this hurt you to do this for us? Right. And download our entire 155 we have uh, done so episode. much for you. It's really not asking that much no, in return. Not. All right, I got another story. All right. I'd like to hear it. Uh, airline launches seat alert. And actually, I think this is brilliant. Airline launches seat alert to help passengers avoid crying babies. Where do I sign? Uh, you know, the, the nightmare of being stuck on a long haul flight with a constantly crying baby nearby could be a thing of the past for people tra- traveling in and out of Japan. Japan Airlines has introduced an online booking tool that indicates where babies and toddlers are seated. So when you go online, wow, that's great. They have the little baby icon, right? Uh, if passengers with children aged between eight days and two years reserve their seat, a ch- little child, like I said, a little child icon is going to pop up. Uh, now, I think this might. I mean, I, I think this is great. Well, I think it's great too. But uh, but let's face it, if they're in the plane. Yeah, well, same you thing. You know, right. Uh, but I don't think they should just stop at babies. Okay. Okay. Um, nail polish lady. Good. You know, have good. that one. Yeah. The oversharing guy icon. Oh, very good. Right, Close know. talker. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. What about fat guy? Uh, well, hold on. Okay. No, no the fat guy, I'm going to draw the line. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right wing crazy white guy. Okay, you good. Uh, cologne guy. Yeah. Uh, and the curry eater guy. What about the take off the shoes guy? Yeah, that that would be one too. Yeah, or gal, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to draw the line on fat ball guys. Yeah, no, no, is- I think fat guys is that's important. You should get a little fat icon if you if you if you're going to be sitting next to somebody. Okay, now what happens if you? Look at there, and you see that that your I get seat the, has the fat guy icon. Great. Then somebody sitting next to me is not also going to be fat. When was the last time you were on an airplane? You get in your seat, and you had to actually tighten the seatbelt it has been uh, a long time since really I've been remember there. i mean i remember when that. i was a kid or like a thin guy you'd have yeah. to like and i'd make some joke about it oh, look who's yeah know, yeah sat here before yeah that's a good point we would have the fat guy yeah, thing on right. ours yeah. no fat guy icons that right. would be humiliating right. wouldn't it that's, yeah. okay i take it all back we need to take a quick break manoush men will be right back You think it's rough being a manager or coach in professional sports leagues in America? The Premier League season's only a few weeks old, and already one manager has been fired. Watford sacked their coach. On this week's Free Kicks, we try to figure out which coach is next. My money is on the baby-faced assassin. (laughs) Free Kicks with Adam and Rick is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie show. On the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This week on Ant Friends, I have no idea what's happening, Kimmy. I don't think I do. I think the best person for the job is Tommy. To my memory, I believe we learned a little about Jesus. Oh. We learned a lot about the sex doll industry. Uh huh. And we even learned a little about ourselves along the way. Oh, that sounds like a great show. I can't wait to listen to it. That and so much more on this episode of Ant Friends, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Uh, it's time for another feature. 
A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity. And last week, at the end of uh, this segment, you pulled out a name. Do you remember what it was? Uh, Marshall Crenshaw. Marshall Crenshaw. So I'm going to tell the Marshall Crenshaw story. At the end of my Marshall Crenshaw story, can I you... will pull out another name. Okay. Yes. It's, it, I'm not <laughs> kidding. When I'm this new strategy is kind of screwing me up, but okay. All right. So here's the story. This Marshall Crenshaw story Champagne, goes, wasn't it? Goes back to Champagne. Yeah. Were you there that day? You know, I remember meeting Marshall Crenshaw, but I'm not quite sure. Well, you I... must have. It must have been the okay. same day. All right. So he was at our old radio station in Champagne, WPGU, yeah. and Dave was. Uh... I think I even opened the door for. The, Did you? Yeah. Because I noticed that his pupils were unbelievably dilated. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you may know this story, because right. um, he was also there with I think his brother or something, right. or right. you know another guy that was in the band. I don't remember. I think yeah. it was his brother or whatever. But whatever. They came down and and they were kind of like a little uh yeah. trippy off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh I didn't interview him that day. One of the other guys on the station did. I don't remember like Dave Priest or Marty Gentius, one of those guys. They interviewed him. But I was sitting in our little jock lounge mm-hmm. talking to him. And I said, "Is everything okay?" cuz he was like <laughs> He goes, "Oh man, I just took some acid and I am tripping." <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to do a radio show and do a show or do a gig in a few hours. He was on LSD yeah. on at the show, and yeah. he looks like Mr. Clean Cut. Right. It's like like Buddy Holly, right. you know. He's what? Yeah, you know, I was expecting him to say, uh, you know, what? I've got jet lag, right? Or you know, Sudafed. Well, was there Sudafed back? No, but you know, and and I was not Seldane. I was unshockable in the drug world, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I knew people. You're a radio babe. I had friends that experimented with drugs so I, I was not like i was shocked that somebody was doing drugs i've actually had friends experimenting with masturbation too <laughs> i, do, I don't believe that for a second by the way Catherine john's coming on <laughs> just a few moments <laughs> i'm so sorry Catherine. i'm so sorry uh, but you know what you signed up for right, when you agreed right. to be on this show right uh, but anyway that's the story that that uh marshall crenshaw was yeah, I, re- I remember. Tripping, I remember opening up the, you know how the, you had that door that you had to open yeah. up, and immediately noticing a guy's pupils dilated. Right. So that's how tripping. <laughs> it's not like I noticed anybody else's pupils dilated. Right. You know, it was right. He had pure dilated. He also had glasses on, which right. might have magnified yeah, 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 it yeah, yeah. even more. Right, right. But it's anyway, like googly eyes. Someday, some way. All right. We'll, well, we'll I got now. I'm gonna open. I do another. All right. Name. Next week. I'm going to tell the story of... Oh, my God. Mike Nesmith, man, monkey. A monkey. Yeah. Here he comes. You could do worse than a monkey. Walking down the street, get the funniest looks from yeah. everyone he meets. You know what? I just noticed that Catherine Johnson has hung up the phone. <laughs> Once again, Catherine Johnson. <laughs> Catherine, uh, we're apologizing in advance, but we're not going to stop the interview. Here it goes. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Joining us on the phone, we have... Catherine Johns. Who is Catherine Johns, you ask? She's a broadcasting icon in Chicago, a journalist, a talk show host, a sidekick, a traffic babe, an author, a hypnotist, a motivational speaker, a wife, a mentor to a whole generation of female broadcasters, and a lover of the color purple. Am I missing anything, Catherine? I don't think so. You covered it well. So Catherine and I obviously know each other going, going way, way back. 
Um, Dave, I uh, knew you first uh, from listening to you on the radio. I was an avid listener back uh, with Larry Lujak and all that. And you're, you're an icon. It was a long time ago, Dave. You're dating both of us. Yeah, I'm pretty old. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, let's start there. Let's start with the early 80s. Uh, Catherine Johns shows up on the radio. She's uh, the newscaster on Larry Lujak's show and then Fred Winston's show. Uh, everybody knows those names in Chicago, but nobody really knows them like you know them, Catherine. What we, can you we tell us? We want dirt, Catherine. <laughs> we want bad habits, sexual uh, problems. Come on, <laughs> spill everything. No, no. We made sacred pacts never ah. to spill the dirt. Was it like a mafia pact? Did you have the, the burning? Uh... Sort of, like a special handshake <laughs> and all of that kind of jazz, yeah. But so seriously, Larry Lujak was kind of a uh, complex figure. I got to know him in the end of his life. Um, and uh, actually, we became friends the last year or so of his life. We'd, he would call me up just to chat, Catherine. Yeah, Again. that is shocking. I know it because is. Because he didn't call up very many people. He certainly never called me. I mean, he was perfectly nice. We worked together well. Uh, I think he even liked me. He came to my wedding and was funny and... Um, yeah, he was a great guy, but we didn't have a personal friendship like what you're talking to. And to my knowledge, he didn't have that with many people <laughs> other than the guys he golfed with. Right. And I don't picture them out on the golf course trading deep secrets about their personal lives. Well, we're I mean, guys. I think they we're... were talking about what club to use. <laughs> no, right. that's true. Right. Us guys, we never... Bridget always makes fun of me when I'll, I'll come home after not seeing a friend for many years and she'd be like, what, so is he married? Like, um, I, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, if you were with him for six <laughs> hours, what did you talk about? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Guinness. Guy he likes, he likes right. Guinness. And, the Cubs. You know, <laughs> eat mozzarella on a burger. But other than that. <laughs> well, I always said, so getting back to Larry, I always said that he, uh, I actually said this to him. I said, you know, that you call yourself charming and delightful as a uh, joke, but actually, deep down, he really was a charming guy. Oh, totally. Yeah, he really was. Um, you know, he had this sort of gruff exterior, and that was his shtick. But, you know, every now and again, something inside would poke out, and you'd realize what a genuinely nice and caring person he was. And what about Fred Winston? He actually worked with him, I think, even longer than he worked with Larry. Fred is hilarious. He still makes me laugh. I mean, I think about things that happened when we were working together. And he could just, it was his face, it was his voice. So sometimes it wasn't exactly what he said. It was the way he said it yeah, that that's right. made it funny. And, you know, he could just crack people up. <laughs> Um, and he and Jim Johnson and I had a great uh, group, ensemble, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yes, yeah. I agree. Now, you're you talking about Jim Johnson. He was another newscaster there at WLS. And there, there's a famous photo that you showed me um, going back to the, to, the, to the days you're talking about of the newsroom staff. And yes. there were there are like fifteen people yeah. in this picture, and and I think anybody who is a, a fan of radio these days knows that there's no such thing as a radio newsroom with fifteen people in it. It's anymore. called Wikipedia, I think, is the newsroom actually. <laughs> yeah, it is shocking when you look back at that. We were staffed twenty four hours a day. We did news every hour, every half hour in drive time. 
and we had reporters on the street. It was a complete news operation. And you're right, that doesn't exist in radio anymore, other than at an all-news radio station. Did you do on-the-street reporting stuff, too? or were you mm-hmm. just doing, uh, what, is, And you know what I was famous for? What? Somebody reminded me of this not too long ago, that I would sit at a news conference and listen to this blather, and then I would say, well, excuse me, can you tell me where is the news here? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well... Hey, Most we're not a PR time, firm, baby. Uh, you know, we got exactly. news. Most of the time, there isn't really any news there, right? And you just wonder, what are we doing here? Yeah. I, my guess is not as much of that goes on anymore because not as many outlets have somebody to send to a news conference. Well, and it's all I mean, fake news, too, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. Although you, when you see like a, like a trial um, – you know, at the at the federal building, they've got a line of like 17 microphones there. Somebody's out there. Well, yes, but that's where they are. That's my point. Yeah. You know, staffs are smaller. So people are at actual events, not in some hotel room listening to people talk about events. Gotcha. Yeah, I think at least I hope. Because if reporters are still wasting their time on those press conferences, that's a very sad commentary. Yeah, that is true. You know, you had all these great people you know, working with you. And I don't know if you know this, um, but sometimes radio people don't get along with one another. I don't know if you've ever heard. Really? That. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I read it on Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> Steve Dahl and Larry Lujak, obviously they have a very, 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 very famous feud, you know, very yes. public. Were you, you, you were there during that time or were you? I, I was there. Yes. Um, and I tried to stay out of the whole thing. Um, and, I, and actually, I don't know Steve. I worked Steve's show one time when there was some snafu in staffing, and I had to fill in. He was not in the studio. He and Gary were at, I want to say, the Illinois State Fair, of all things. Wow. So, But I was in the studio and doing the news on their show, and they were um, barely civil. Mm. Um, and it was after Larry was already gone, I think. So my point is – I. I don't have a, any personal relationship with him at all, but he said enough mean things about me that I was happy to be on Larry's side. You know, I <clears throat> I produced the, uh, the Stephen Gary Decade of Service album uh-huh. that came out, and and there's a clip in there of the actual fight that they have on the air, mm-hmm. and then also there's a clip of the next morning when Larry was on the air, or maybe it was that same morning. And he was uh, singing, who's afraid of the big fat pig? <laughs> and you are on that tape, Catherine. So you were you were there in the middle. Of, but if I remember right, you're saying, now, Larry, let's be nice. Or that something. sounds about like me. <laughs> the you know, mother. I've always been a peacemaker, Rick. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that can't be easy in radio. You That was probably your full-time job as peacemaker, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's true. Radio has that reputation, and there certainly are big egos, and there are feuds. But I have to say, the shows that I worked on with both Larry and Fred, and then later with Landecker at Oldies 104.3, People got along just fine. I mean, yeah. I liked my colleagues. I think they liked me. Yeah. Don't tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was pretty harmonious, really. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, that's how Catherine and I met each other during the John two, two Johns No Waiting days. <laughs> 
Um, and I remember being really excited when they brought you in because here we are getting this proven radio newscaster, talk show host. And so naturally they asked you to do traffic. Of course. What else? Because <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> that and you was, drive. But... That was something else because in those days, and I don't think it's like this anymore, but learning how to do traffic was oh like God. learning a new language. It was like bringing Rick. in a Spanish-speaking person to do a French show. <laughs> <laughs> it was so challenging, so challenging. And Joe Collins had the patience of a saint. Yes, He was the shadow traffic guy who was charged with the responsibility of teaching me the new language. And it, it was, yeah, it was challenging. But it was fun, and it was, uh, you know, I enjoyed I never enjoyed reading a traffic report, but right. I very much enjoyed the interplay with John and the rest of you guys. That was great fun. It, it was. I think it was a really great show. You know, I, and that's why they got rid of me, right? Yeah, I, hey, believe me. <laughs> yeah. S- speaking of getting rid, uh, I think the first time I met you was at the Air Awards in what two thousand and. No, I think it was like in the nineties, or, yeah. or or was it in the nineties? Yeah. And you guys won best morning show in Chicago, I believe, like twenty four hours before you guys all got fired. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. I, I, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it was. That's uh, the it, business. It's a tell tell Dave the feng shui story because I think nothing really sums up your time on the show like that. I had an interest in feng shui. You know what feng shui is? Sure. It's the study of how we arrange objects in rooms to create different kinds of atmosphere and outcomes. And the premise is that where you put your couch in your living room can change your life. Mm. It's a little exaggerated perhaps, but there's probably something to the notion of spatial effect on what goes on in a room. So I was interested in it. I actually took a little workshop in feng shui and we got a feng shui expert who came into the office and rearranged the show office, you know, put up a mirror because mirrors are significant, change the angles of our desk. So you're not supposed to be facing head on. You're supposed to be at a softer angle, blah, blah, blah. We had her on the air and she told us all about why she did what she did. And she, there was something about putting something and I can't remember now what it was, the money corner. I had to Mm. put something in my money corner so that they would raise the pay. And oh. John, likewise, right? All right. of us felt like we deserved more money. So our feng shui arrangement was supposed to set us up for a greater income. And literally, like two days later, I got fired. <laughs> you that know, was unbelievable. I, I will say this about you, Catherine, and, and this, I think, goes to your character. And that I, I produced radio shows for 17 years mm-hmm. uh, with some very big names and they all got bonuses at times uh, for great ratings. None of them ever gave me a penny when their ratings went up. But Catherine, when when the show got good ratings and she got a bonus, she actually contributed money to me uh, to oh. thank me for my work well, on the show. That's that's um, Catherine. You know this show is rated really high. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you our PayPal account. You know. Th- Rick, that is so interesting because I just would have assumed everybody did that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the answer uh, to that I, is no. So nope. can I get that money back, Rick? Uh, <laughs> no, but doesn't it make sense? Because of course, yes. Air, you, and you do really well. You know that other people play a role in oh, that. Right? Well, I think the other thing about you is that you are a, uh, a mentor 
to so many young female broadcasters. And I think, well, actually, you've kind of built a whole business about how you do that. I mean, what you do for other people is you are now a motivational speaker. You go into businesses and help. Why don't you tell a little bit about what you're doing now? So I do two things. I'm a professional speaker. And, you know, I loved radio, Rick. As much as I loved radio, talking to people who are right there in the room with me is even more fun. Immediate satisfaction. Oh, I just love it. And I love the interplay. And I love I just love it. Um, And I'm even good at it. I'm doing a talk. The National Speakers Association chapter is putting on a seminar on November 9th. And anybody who wants to be a better speaker, get in touch with me and I'll tell you how to get signed up. But I'm doing a piece of that on voice because as a speaker, just like on the radio, the voice is such an important tool and a lot of people don't actually know how to use it well. So I love doing the speaking. And in terms of coaching, I do work with people who want to have a bigger presence and better presentation skills. And a lot of times the presence is really the issue. You know how people kind of sit around and they talk like this and yeah. they're not sure if they really know what they're talking about. Right. And their they body language mark. is all wrong. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I yeah. work with people, men and women both, but this turns out often to be a thing for women to establish themselves. How do you show up in a room and command respect? I bring bagels. Usually. <laughs> that always bagels works. Bagels can help. <laughs> bagels can help. <laughs> always works. Um, and then, so the, the my mantra is about command the room, connect with your audience. It's really both parts are important as a speaker and in almost every other aspect of business. And those are the things I teach. So how do people uh, sub- subscribe to your newsletter? I'm, uh, I'm on the list, but uh, I'm sure many others would like to be on it. It's, I'm at katherinejohns.com, and you'll see a thing on which desperately – I need a web designer. Can you guys help me with that? Well, we know people, um, Catherine. I, I know you know people, and really we should talk because my website is way out of date. But there's um, there's a button someplace that says get the No Butts Action Guide to standing up and sit uh, – whatever. Show up, stand up, something. The No Butts Action Guide is what you're looking for. Okay. And when you get that – then my newsletter will follow. And can I just tell you, Rick, you know, I am notorious for not following through on things because I get ideas and they're exciting and I'm worked up and then the execution, eh, not my best thing. Yeah. But I have written my newsletter every single Wednesday for five years wow. now. Yeah, no, I'm and impressed. It's, and it's good. It is. You know, it really is. I get I always fabulous read it. feedback. I and that says a lot because I'm sure you get a lot of stuff in your inbox. And I occasionally you, send you sarcastic notes because that's what my, I do. Yep. And you are not alone. I get notes. <laughs> They're not all sarcastic. But one of the things I'm proudest of is the interaction I get with that and the engagement. Well, thank you very much for being on our show, Catherine. You're um, the best. Hey, if you ever have a book, you know, if yeah, you've got that's a book, right. you come this way. You know. Pal. I need to write it. I wrote a book and I need to write another one. And I've been sort of screwing around with it. And you guys could help me get off the dime and get that written. Anytime. All right. Happy to do it. But thanks very much for being on the show. And best of luck uh, in the future. Dave, Rick, it's been wonderful. Be in touch. Okay. We'll be waiting for the PayPal deposit. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Talk to you later. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so she much. She's a really nice lady. You know, I, I do feel guilty that she's associated with this show now, but it is it is what it is. And like you said, she knew what she was getting She into. knew what she right. She's right. known me. Right. You know, she once, uh, about a year ago, sent me a um, uh, uh, an email that I had done on her behalf. She asked me for after she got fired from uh-huh. WJMK, she asked me to do to give her a recommendation. Oh, okay. And the recommendation said something to the effect of uh uh yeah, if you want a ball buster woman, well, you know, <laughs> just, I'm just being, I was right, just right. being goofy. Wacky. Right, right. That's just who I am. Hey, I really appreciate your kids answering yeah. the phone here. Your son's yeah. Hey Tommy, the phone is ringing. Not answering. Right, right. You know, it just adds a little layer. To well, the we're broadcast. authentic. We are. Because you know, this is how you know that we're really in my home. Right. And sometimes when we broadcast from the uh, broadcast or the Museum of Broadcast Communications, you're not going to hear that. No, right. that's true. Uh, so if you'd like to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can find out at... Uh, that's okay, Tommy. It's too late <laughs> now. <laughs> you can find out at EckhartsPress.com. You can find us at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. You can also find us um, on Twitter... Dave uh, is our Twitter man at Minutia Men. And if you would like to uh, find out more about how this show comes to be, uh, yeah, go on MTV. Yeah, and well, we, you're probably behind the legend, behind uh, the music. Uh, or you can talk to our executive producer, Tony Lasano, opishows.com. Opi is. Oh, that's hippo spelled backwards. Yes, O P P I H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a oh, with, oh with a oh uh, Field of Dreams legend. Right. I, I'm going to spend a week <laughs> just get, getting emotionally ready for this, you know. Uh, in the next episode of Manusha Men. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and Friends. I do this podcast. Really? Yeah, you should listen to it. What's it called? Well, Lasano and Friends. Lasano and Friends or Lasano and Friends? No, it's Lasano. It's totally different. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It'd be nice if Tony were actually here today for this uh, promo we're doing. No, I think a promo stands on its own better when the star of the show is not in it whatsoever. Wow. Are we friends with each other or just Tony? I'm friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're hey, friends hey, on hey, Facebook. Quite, quite, quite. Well, yeah. Lasano and Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. So is this really a promo? How long are we going? (laughs) Radiomisfits.com. I am Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on Back to You, our podcast, we do all kinds of things like, how would you describe it? We do nitpicky things sometimes, like how come you got headphones on and I don't? Because I'm the star of the show. Well, see, that's up for uh, debate and deliberation. And uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out in the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.